Father, I pray that you open the mind's eye of those who have been blinded to the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is video clip number 16 in a series of video clips on the study of the first epistle of John. My name is David. If you have not seen any of my videos before, I ask you to check out Words of Light Bible Study. That's L-I-G-H-T, Words of Light Bible Study, so that you can watch these video clips in sequence. You can see them on Facebook and YouTube and other locations and also listen to them on podcasts. So that's enough of that stuff. In this study clip, we are on chapter 3 of the first epistle of John and verse 9. So here we go from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. This is not an easy verse. There are things in the Bible that are difficult to understand, and that is one of the reasons we study the Bible, so that we can find the deeper meaning in God's Word. Now we have touched on this concern in previous study verses, and the concern I am talking about is the question of whether or not a Christian can commit sin. Our verse starts out by saying, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. That is what this verse proclaims, and that is what this verse means. In order for us to comprehend this verse, we must compare Scripture with Scripture. I prefer the King James Version of the Bible, my personal choice. There are modern versions of the Bible that can, at times, better explain things to us through the use of modern English. So there are times when I use modern Bible versions in my study and in these video clips. I do it quite a bit, as a matter of fact. However, it is possible for these modern versions of God's Holy Word to water down the truth that is in God's Word. For example, I'm going to read our verse again here in a little bit to keep our minds on track, and I'm going to read it from the King James Version yet again, and then I will read the same verse from a modern translation of the Bible. My purpose will be to demonstrate that the modern version of this Bible verse is written in such a manner as to take away from the deeper meaning of the verse. While the purpose of modern translations may be to make God's Word easier to understand, it is also possible that any incentive to really dig deep into the Word might be lost. In other words, if something is written so that it is easier to read, we might just comfortably read through a verse and not feel any need to seek a deeper understanding of that verse, even if that verse begs us to ask questions. This is a good time for us to read 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 16 through 17. I read this quite a bit and will continue to do so. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now as I promised our study verse from the 
King James Version and then from the New Living Translation, the NLT Bible. The first epistle of John, chapter 3 and verse 9 from the King James Version. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed, God's seed, remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now the same verse from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them so they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. In this up-to-date version of God's Word, the thought is that a Christian will not practice sin in such a way that it becomes a usual and accepted practice in their daily life. Here we begin to see, as I mentioned before, the watering down of the meaning of God's Word in this verse. Another way to look at this is that in this modern translation, the need for us to look deeper into the meaning of the verse is reduced because the words are presented to us in such a way as not to trigger any need or desire for more thought. No reason for us to question the meaning of this verse beyond a shallow understanding. Now I know that in this series of Bible study clips I have used the viewpoint that a given verse can refer to a Christian not sinning by explaining that while a Christian is still weak in the flesh, they do not sin as a usual or desired or common everyday practice. And by comparing scripture with scripture that can be understood to be true. However, this verse by its very bluntness and hard-hitting clarity, by its very wording, demands that we look for a deeper meaning, a deeper understanding. That deeper, that better understanding of this verse has to do with the nature of man, or rather I should say the two natures of a Christian man or woman. When we are physically born into this world, we have a nature that is a part of who and what we are. And this nature, or what we might call the spirit of man, stands apart from the spirit of God. Now let's remember this one thing for sure. John is speaking here to believers, not unbelievers. He's speaking to Christians, real Christians. Remember this also. Christians have two natures in them, and these two natures war against each other during our journey here on earth. People who are not Christians are missing something. They are missing being born into God's family. They are missing God's spirit within them. They have only their human nature, what we can refer to as the spirit of man. From the book of John, not the first epistle of John, but the book of John, chapter 3 and verses 5 and 6 we read, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 16 reads, The Spirit 
himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. And in these verses of Romans 8.16 and in the book of John that we also just read, chapter 3 and verses 5 and 6, we notice that the word spirit is capitalized when first mentioned in these verses and is not capitalized when mentioned in the last part of these verses. One refers to the spirit of God and one refers to the spirit of man. In the study of God's Word, you will find this to be true in other verses in the Bible as well. We could surely go on and on and on with this to demonstrate many truths in God's Holy Word, and we will go on a little bit more, but what we are going to do here is read our study verse once again, and because of what we have learned here, we will begin to understand the deeper meaning of our study verse. The first epistle of John, chapter 3, verse 9 from the King James Version. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. We have already experienced our physical birth, however, when we are saved by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are born into God's family. It is the inner man that is born. We are born again, this time spiritually. That which is born of God does not sin. God's seed dwells in the inner man. The seed of God is the word of God. The word is Christ. So again, our study verse, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. After being born again, this time spiritually, into God's family, after the new birth, we have divine nature within us, and also our natural spirit that we are physically born with. It is the part of man that is born of God spiritually that is born to sin no more. The book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 from the King James Version reads, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. I'm going to read the same verse from the New International Version. Especially the last part of this verse, it expresses things where you can understand it a little bit better, perhaps from the New International Version. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. The book of John, chapter 3, verse 6, King James Version. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now let's go to our next verse, which is verse 10 from chapter 3 of the first epistle of John. King James Version. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. 
Now the same verse from the New International Version of the Bible, 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. It is interesting that John, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, would feel it necessary to tell God's children how they would be able to distinguish who is actually a child of God and who is actually a child of the devil. This speaks to the fact that there are churchgoers who are not really Christians. There are people claiming to be Christians and they are not. And very often they deceive God's children and mingle freely with them. This was true in, in John's time and it is true today. If you are not a child of God you are a child of the devil. There's no middle of the road category here. Try and get that truth across to a child of Satan and see what kind of reaction you get. Some of these people have read God's Word and rejected it. And some of them will not take the time to read God's Word. There are guidelines set forth in God's Word that enable us to know who is a brother and who is a sister in Christ. In previous study clips of the first epistle of John, we have already gone over one of the most important things that identifies a true Christian, and that is the love they have for fellow Christians. If someone claims to be a Christian and yet at the same time they continually rail against Christians, this is an indicator that this person has not immersed themselves into God's word enough to even know what a real Christian is. They have created their own shell of a false religion and constructed a framework for it that has nothing to do with Jesus. With the truth of God's word. God's word, God's son, has nothing to do with their way of thinking and looking at the fantastic world we live in. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 from the King James Version reads, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There's no time left for you or anyone, including me, to ignore God's word. We now live in the last days, the last times. The last day started when Jesus was born and continues on to our present day. If you are ignoring God's word, you are holding a clock in your hands, and each minute of your life that flows by, you are winding the spring mechanism in that clock tighter and tighter and tighter. When that spring breaks, you're out of time. The last days will come immediately to a harsh end and you will not have the opportunity that you have now. The opportunity to regard God's word, to believe God's word. You will not be able to ignore that opportunity anymore. You just won't have that opportunity. Your highly self-regarded rationalization of why you don't believe the Bible will not serve you in any good way. In the blink of an eye, your eye, Time will be up for you.
2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, reading from the New International Version of the Bible. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is his coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Are you one of these scoffers? Are you one who mocks the Bible? Time is running short for the last days that we live in. Matthew chapter 24 verse 36 from the King James Version reads, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Only God the Father knows when that illustrative clock, that spring you are winding, is going to break. The following verses were written to believers, not unbelievers. Believers in Jesus, the real Jesus of God's Word, not a designer Jesus contrived in the mind of a non-believer in order to comfort themselves on their journey to hell. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 through 54 and we'll read this from the Living Bible. It reads, But I am telling you this strange and wonderful secret. We shall not all die, but we shall all be given new bodies. It will all happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye when the last trumpet is blown for there will be a trumpet blast from the sky and all the Christians who have died will suddenly become alive with new bodies that will never never die and then we who are still alive shall suddenly have new bodies too for our earthly bodies the ones we have now that can die must be transformed into heavenly bodies that cannot perish but will live forever. If you are not a Christian, you can become a Christian. You don't have to get permission from anyone or from any government or authority or family member. Becoming a Christian happens inside of you. It is a decision you make to believe God's Word. Naturally, your mind is involved when you make that decision, but it is a decision made from the heart. Don't let your eyes of understanding be blinded by the God of this world, Satan. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 reads, read this from the New International Version, The God of this world, of this age, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Can you hear and reason these things out for yourself? Do you really think those words are meaningless strings of thought? You can break out of that dark blindness and you can do it fast. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 King James Version that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now there are men and there are institutions that will tell you it is much more difficult to become a Christian than what we just read. But what we just read is God's word. Sure, as a new Christian, there are things you will need to, to, to learn about Christian doctrine so that you are not deceived and pulled away from God's word. And you have to know that you must always stick with God's word in order to learn God's word. Study the Bible. Do what we are doing right now. In that way, you will grow as a follower of Jesus as a Christian. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. King James Version. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, I have to end this clip for this time. I hope you will think about watching my other videos in this Bible study series. You can watch them at Words of Light Bible Study on Facebook and YouTube and other podcasts as I mentioned before. I hope to see you there. Thank you, and bye for now.